right, welcome to another edition of the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Andy Celia from BackSportsPage.com. And I'm Emerito from Level One Games. Welcome back, my friend Emerito. Thank you. I must confess, I have been battling with a little bit of uh, major depression, and uh, sometimes it knocks me out of contention, but I'm back. I'm, I'm crawling out of that hole and that, that rut, and I'm here. Thankfully, today in time to talk to somebody I've been advocating to get on this podcast since what last November, right, Randy? Yeah, we we originally had him slated, and then we had some scheduling conflicts. But today's guest, I'll let it's, you do the intro. Name is it's the radioactive Poppy, Danny Limelight. Danny was nice enough to join us for uh, for a little bit in this. Uh, you'll see in this episode. Great guy, lots of fun. You check him out, his body of work right now. Uh, mostly right now is New Japan Strong, as well as AEW Dark and Dark Elevation. He's been on there quite a bit. And also made some appearances on Dynamite as well against John Moxley and uh, in quite a few other matches. So, you know, M. In, 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 in fairness, I did mention him when we talked uh, to Rocky Romero back in November. And, and that episode is available in the archives. Go back right now through some of the old episodes of the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. We've had some great guests like Rocky Romero, The Good Brothers, DDP. Most recently, we had Silas Young from Ring of Honor. And we've had a lot of guests. This is show number 31. What? We have, we have 30 shows in the book. This will make the 28th guest. We had a couple shows where it was just you and I. But think about that. That's 20. I'm sorry, 31 shows, 28 guests. It's been quite a ride so far, and we have some great guests still coming as well. Yeah, I'm excited about some of the names and some of the stories that they have to tell, man. Like, I can't wait. Like I said, I'm, I'm getting out this rut. You, you can probably hear it in my voice. I'm still not 100%, but I'm getting there. And, again, if anybody suffers through this, they, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm sorry if you do. I don't wish this on my worst enemy. But again, I'm here with you, Randy. Let's do this. Let's talk to Danny Limelight. I was about to say, enough about us. Let's talk to Danny. have a very special guest here today. Listen, in New York City, we weren't able to have the Puerto Rican Day Festival. We weren't able to have the Puerto Rican Day Parade. But today, I bring you the radioactive poppy, Danny Limelight. You represent Puerto Rico every single day you step into the ring. How are you, my friend, today? Mi gente, Randy, M, yo, I appreciate you guys having me on the show, man. It's, 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 I like the opening introduction. That was kind of dope. You guys made me sound like a star. I look like a star. Man. No, you are a star. What are you talking about? I'm grinding. I'm on the rise. You feel me? I'm trying to join the constellation up there. But I appreciate the question, and I'm going to keep it real. I just love being from New York. I love being Puerto Rican. I love representing for my culture and putting off for the city. That's what it's about. 
Exactly. And that's what I was going to touch base first is the fact that you pay homage to our culture so much. Was that initially part of Danny Limelight? How did we get there? How did you integrate? I mean, your, your, your tag team is Bodega, which is yes. amazing. And your, your signature is Capicu. Like yeah. a lot of people don't know Capicu is from playing dominoes. Yeah. How, how'd you integrate all that? Man, honestly, the Capicu is one of my old tag team finishes with my old tag partner, Gino Rivera. We was Los Primos Rivera on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood in 2015. You know, it was uh, he would do an atomic drop. I'd come with a running knee. He'd jackknife pin. One, two, three. It was Capicu because we hit you from both sides. And, uh, you know, being the bodega now, how I integrated all this Puerto Rican stuff. When I first started wrestling, I didn't really integrate the Puerto Rican side of me yet. I kind of wanted to just be Danny Limelight. I didn't want to do the the, the Puerto Rican, the, that kind of stuff. You know, I just wanted to, I was just getting my feet wet. I was just learning the business, learning who I was as a wrestler. Um, and it wasn't until David Marquez brought me to Championship Wrestling from Hollywood to have this idea of two Puerto Rican cousins on screen. Um, that's when I started doing the Puerto Rican thing. And, you know, at first it was it was fun, you know, but it, it didn't really click yet. You know, not until I took some time away, came back to wrestling, tried the whole, you know, Year of the Spider stuff, was doing more of the radioactive side of the radioactive poppy. You know, my nickname is the radioactive poppy. So when I came back to wrestling, I was definitely doing more of the radioactive. You know, I had it the Year of the Spider. You know, my gear was all different spider suits with my favorite comic books. And then, you know, when I got to when I came back to Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, Aaron Stevens was, you know, working there now. And, and he had this idea with, you know, they wanted to do the Puerto Rican thing again, him and Marquez. Um, and, and and they didn't have a name yet. It was just, they you know, they wanted me and they wanted Papo Esco. And, you know, Aaron Stevens told me, he said, this is going to take you to the next level. Like understanding this character and being able to do this and just be you, it's going to take you to the next level. And I trusted him and I'm glad that I did because, you know, we came up with the name The Bodega. Um, and, and we started rocking and rolling. And then, you know, with New Japan, I kind of was really able to embellish into that, that, that feel of that, 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 that poppy, that, that, you know, that, that, that Sasson, you know, bring that flavor and, you know, feuding with guys like Rocky Romero and then joining team filthy and being the filthy poppy, you know, it really just became so second nature to me. And then when I got to AW, I, I was doing the Puerto Rican thing strong there. Um, and then I just, I just wanted to kind of like look a little different than Santana and Ortiz. I didn't want it to just look like their cousin. You know, that, that wasn't really running with them. Um, they, but shout out to Santana Ortiz. Those are two of my boys right there. So I kind of want them to look a little different. And I decided to just put the Puerto Rican and the radio wagon together. And, 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 you know, now I still represent Puerto Rico. You know, my, my entrance is still screams me, gente. You know, I still come out. I do my Sasson dance. And, you know, we get in the ring and we get to business. That brings me back to the radioactive thing. Like, is that a Spider-Man thing? Is it the comic book or the movie? It's, like, it's the comic book. You know, okay. the, the Spider-Man was bit by the radioactive spider. You know, the radioactive genealogist. You know, the way that I move in the ring, I move like a spider. Whether I'm flying, I'm walking on the ropes. You know, the way that I have my spider senses to avoid stuff, get out of things, counter things. Um, so it just went hand in hand with, 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 you know, my love for the comics, my love for, you know, Spider-Man. And then, you know, the poppy side was obviously the Puerto Rican, the homage to Eddie Guerrero. And I just, you know, put, put it together, man. So let me ask you a question, because uh, I haven't found a lot of, of this online. When did you start training and who helped you get to that level where you are now? Because I've seen you in the ring and you're, you're freaking amazing. Like you, you. Fly, you fly around like goddamn Superman. Like, how'd you get there, man? Like, um, I, well, I'm not really professionally trained. Like, that's why you can't no? find it online. Really? Um, I'm not. Like, I, I started training at a school. Um, I don't say the school's name no more. 
um, because they kicked me out of the school and told me I'd never wrestle again. Um, so that was back in 2014, 2015. Mark, David Marquez brought me to championship wrestling from Hollywood when I was nine months in the business and put me on TV and said, figure it out. You know, not really figure it out, but like he put me in a position to, to, to learn, you know? Um, and I, you know, I give him a lot of credit to my career working because if he never gave me that chance, I wouldn't be wrestling today. Um, but I learned a lot by just getting in the ring with the best of the best, you know, wrestling guys like, you know, CJ Perkins, Rocky Romero, um, wrestling, you know, on the independent scene, having matched with Ace Austin, Chris Bay, you know, Douglas James was my rival for a very long time in San Diego, wrestling Phoenix and Penta on the indies, you know, doing my thing, just challenging the best. And then now working wrestling guys like Kenny Omega, John Moxley, Kanosuke Takeshita, you know, wrestling the best just makes you better and just learning how to adapt and overcome. You know, I did go and train a lot with Mariachi Loco and Lil Cholo from, from Lucha Underground. They kind of really helped me shop on my Lucha side. Um, but the most of the stuff that I do, man, is my parkour background, my martial arts background, you know, and it's my, my street smart background. It's all mushed together into the wrestling ring. That is so awesome. One thing before Randy gets his question is we had Rocky Romero on here early in, in, in the show, and the, you're the first person I asked about. And he said it, man. He was like, that dude has a lot of talent. So keep at it. Yeah. Randy, take over. I know you got a question. Yeah, then, then, I turned, then I turned on his ass. Yeah, well, sometimes <laughs> it has to happen, man. <laughs> Hey, Danny, also, you know, doing some research, we uh, saw that you were a Marine Corps uh, martial arts instructor. How much of that have you been able to put into your repertoire as far as wrestling is concerned? Oh, man, a lot. Honestly, since, since it more so became evidence, evident that I was using my martial arts background when I got to New Japan. You know, a lot of my style went from flying to more of the striking, you know, more of the grappling, submission games. You know, whether it's my kicks, my, my rear naked chokes, my triangle chokes, my judo throws that I throw in there. Um, that's all the Marine Corps martial arts program. The Marine Corps martial arts syllabus is, you know, several belt levels, tan, gray, brown, and, uh, excuse me, tan, gray, green, brown, and black, um, different techniques in each syllabus. And, you know, I was a first degree black belt instructor and I taught over 400 Marines, the actual martial arts program, you know, so just applying that has been, you know, a big part of taking my game to that next level and helping me stand out because now they're like, man, not only can he lucha and fly, he can grapple and strike, you know, it gives me that, that that like that 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 Swiss Army knife kind of feel where I can do it all with anybody. And, and, and I'm sorry, I was gonna say first off, thank you for your service. Uh, first off, with that, and then the other part of that is too, you know, how how much did that shape you not only as a, a wrestler but also for you personally, be as as a human being, being able to, you know, you know, be able to serve our country, and how did that shape you a little bit? Oh man, it changed who I was. You know, I was I was a street rat kid from New York City. I was 17 years old. I was immature. You know, I had no future or, you know, at the time, I didn't think I had anything going for me. I didn't have anything going for me. And the Marine Corps took me off the streets and gave me a future, man. It taught me how to be professional, you know, honor, courage, commitment. They still that discipline into my body. And it's something that I carry with me today, even though I've been out the Marine Corps almost two years now. But 10 years in the service, you know, that's a long time. You learn a lot. You meet a lot of people. Uh, um, and you just it, it's a tool. It's a it's a ride to success, man. One, one thing I want to ask you, uh, since you brought up New Japan, uh, give me one second because my computer is trying to update while I do this. <laughs> so, uh, have you dealt with uh, Shibata at all? Has he come in and, and kind of like helped out and showed you some moves in the ring or anything like that? Uh, you know, Shibata, he's he's a legend. He's an OG. Um, he definitely he's been around the around the, the when we go and we, we we shoot New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, but I never trained with him. He never taught me. Anything. He just he's given me critique once or twice after matches and stuff like that. But you know, one day I hope to, you know, learn from him. 
Yeah, dude, uh, I, I hope so, man. I'm looking forward to, to more of you in New Japan and AEW. Uh, so one thing I want to touch on was uh, in 2019, you were on a roll. I think you, you wrestled for so many companies and you had match after match after match. And then we hit the pandemic and you, you, your momentum is halted. But you know what? You didn't stop. As soon as everything started opening back up, you were in New Japan, you were in uh, GCW, I believe. You were everywhere, man. Uh, how how did the pandemic make you feel when, when you had to stop wrestling totally? And what made you just get up on that horse again and just keep on riding like nothing ever happened? Um, Man, I separated my shoulder like December of 2019. So like in the end yeah. of 2019. 2019 was a huge year for me. Yeah. Um, and then I separated my shoulder. And I was riding this momentum wave, so I didn't want to stop. So I didn't want to get surgery or nothing like that. So I kind of just sucked it up. And one month later, I was back in the ring wrestling in January. And then the pandemic happened. And when the pandemic happened, I was like, man, I should have got surgery on my shoulder. You know, now it still looks like this, you know. But I was sitting at home. I never stopped training. Like, I was still working out. I was trying to stay in the best shape possible. I took a lot of time to write scripts, work on short film projects, go to school. I started school, acting school and, and film school. And then, like you said, when, when New Japan called and, and I started wrestling for New Japan and GCW and all that stuff, I kind of just took the pandemic and try to make it my hyperbolic time chamber and really just take my game to the next level. I didn't want to use it as an excuse. You know, I wanted to come into the pandemic and, and when every opportunity came up, you know, stand out, show out. Um, so that way I could continue to ride that wave. And that's exactly what I did all the way until now. It's been, it's, been, it's been a year since, like, my New Japan debut, you know. and Yeah. Everything that everything that I've done this year has been crazy. You know, I far exceeded my expectations, and I'm sure far exceeded a lot of people's expectations. But I took 2020 and I owned it, man. That's why I was the 2020 SoCal Wrestler of the Year, 2020 Most Outstanding Wrestler of the Year, PWI, you know, one to watch. You know, so we'll, we'll see what happens, man. But the first six months of 2021 has been even better than the year 2020. So yeah, it's that wave of momentum. It feels like it never stopped. Danny, I also I just saw on your Instagram you know, the, the clip of uh, the, last week's Elevation show where you were uh, fighting Evil Uno, and Paul White made a comment on how much he enjoyed talking with you and he's enjoying seeing you grow as a performer. Can you, A, talk about what it was like to be in that atmosphere with having the really the first week of having a crowd back with AEW and also the words of a, a guy who's been in the industry as long as Paul White has been? Man, Paul's an amazing human being, uh, someone that I respect a lot, someone that has, you know, really given me a lot of good feedback, a lot of good critique, you know, takes his time to talk to me, give me, you know, advice. The interview that we did together was well-received by the fans and everyone watching. Um, and, and, you know, you bring up the match with Eva Uno, man, that was a, an awesome experience coming out, you know, hearing my music drop, and they're like, man, you know, and then my, the song hits, and I come out, and the crowd pop. You know, there's a lot of people there. It was so much fun. And then, you know, having a match with Evil Uno was a fun match. Evil Uno is great. Uh, and, and I'd love to do it again sometime. Listen, when, when you were in New Japan Strong, uh, you, you're part of Team Filthy, right? You, you beat up on, on Rocky Romero, which was one of my favorite matches, by the way. Thank you. It was a, it was a great match. Rocky Romero, as much as I hate him, he's great. Yeah, dude. That, that was an athletic as hell match. I, I was popping the whole time. But eventually, you you go with Team Filthy, and you're there with Chris Dickinson. And I have to touch on this because just in case somebody out there is watching that, how was it to to, to just turn on on Chris Dickinson? I know he made a a big boo boo by trying to go for that title. Yeah, 
Well, one, you, you bit the hand that fed him. Exactly. That's right, a lot of Tom's title. And then, you know, Tom literally beat Brody King for the championship, and he's hanging out with Brody King at Ring of Honor. Yes. Like, exactly. You know, like, where's the loyalty? You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> he calls himself the dirty daddy, but, you know, he, he made him dirty. He just wasn't filthy enough to be part of Team Filthy. And so, you know, we we, we, we plotted on him, and I went, and I, I took him out, and, and we kicked him off the team, and Tom is still – the first and only longest reigning New Japan pro wrestling strong open weight champion. I, I had to explain to, to Randy before this interview on how you like knocked him in the nuts. And I was like, oh, dude, he hit him in the nuts. And Randy's like, of course you would bring that up. Yes, damn <laughs> right I would. <laughs> well, you know, like, I guess because M is a heel at heart. You know, he's a, he is a heel at heart. I'm that's a why I'm a fan of yours. It, it, yeah. well, let's be, let's be honest. It's like it's like he's he's uh, he's Heyman and I'm Jim Ross. You know, I I try to keep him in control, and you know that doesn't, it doesn't end up that well. You know what I mean. So, so one of one of the things I wanted to touch on before Randy gets his next question. I'm sorry, Randy, I cut you off. No, but right. you're friends with Chris Bay, and I noticed back in in, in January, I, I thought you would get a kick out of this question. Uh, you became verified on Instagram before your buddy Chris Bay. <laughs> I have to bring this up because Chris was not happy. He's been trying to get verified for a long time now. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Chris Bay, man. That's my dude. I've known him for years. We've had three bangers. You know, we wrestled one in San Diego in 2018. We did one at a street fight in 2019. And then we did one, you know, all the way on the other side of the country in, in, in Rhode Island. But we had another good one. Um, he's a great wrestler. He's killing it on Impact, man. That's my boy. He got verified on Twitter before me, though. So, you know. Oh, okay. Oh, he, oh, he, so he balanced out. out. So we spade a spade, you know what I'm saying? Kind of canceled out. You know, he has more followers. Wait, let me, you know what? I need to check. Is he verified on Twitter? I think he might be. He definitely has more followers than me on Twitter. Yeah, because I was. I was he's, I verified. He's, ver he's verified on Twitter. So he got Twitter. Okay. I got Instagram, you know. <laughs> We had him here on when was it, Randy? We had him on the show right right before the January right right before. Before. Yeah, right, yeah right around that time and you got verified. I just we were limited in what we could discuss, so I wasn't able to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, Danny, you mentioned before about taking acting classes and, and doing stuff on uh, you know the big the, the small screen, big screen. How has that been able to help you for your wrestling? Oh, it's, it's, it's been it's been great, man. They go hand in hand. I think the fact that I'm able to cut promos and talk and the stuff that I learned working TV for wrestling transcended into the acting and stuff well very easily. And then the techniques that I learned in film school and acting school transcended back into wrestling when when I'm doing different kind of promos. Now I'm speaking differently. I'm in front of the camera. I'm learning you know more things about hitting my marks and stuff like that that I that I learned in school that I apply in the ring now. So they go hand in hand, and it's it's uh. It's fun, you know. I'm doing what I love on both ends of the scales, and you know, I look to guys like The Rock and John Cena, guys that are killing it, that killed it in wrestling, now they're killing it in Hollywood. You know, Batista, things like that, and, and those, that's my inspiration to grind harder. So you have, uh, I believe, a movie called uh, Danny Riv. Am Joe I correct? Riv. Joe Riv, yes. And uh, I saw that you, you released that. How? How? It hasn't, it hasn't been released yet. I, I I have released little teasers, little clips. Yeah, because um, I've seen it. It's still in post production. It should be done by the end of the month. Um, I'm excited for everybody to see. It's an action film where I wrote, produced, starred in, stunt coordinated, stunt wow. choreographed. Um, my friend Miko Sad, he did the the directing for the program. 
I mean, for the film, um, and he's hooked me up with the, with the, the editor, the colorer, the audio engineer. Um, so, you know, I had my friend Lyle Mouth do the, some of the music, the soundtracks for the film. You know, um, my roommate, you know, he's done a lot of work with me as well as far as audio engineering, the projects that I work on and things like that. Um, just been a collaboration of family and friends, man, just working and grinding and, and trying to keep each other sharp and keep each other, you know, hustling. So this film is a lot of fun. Um, great, great fight scenes, great story. And I'm excited to see, you know, what people think about it when it's released. Yeah, because I saw the clips. There's some there's some fighting, there's some gunplay. I was really yeah. excited to see all that stuff. Yeah, it's going to be sick, man. And from what I understand, it's, you're not the only one in your family that has Hollywood aspirations, correct? Yes, my daughter, who's actually a bigger Hollywood star than me, because she's still <laughs> in the game right now. <laughs> That's Speak, awesome. Speaking of the game, I saw on your Instagram today that she was playing uh, Call of Duty. Yes. Look, you, you got to let her know. I own a video game store in New Jersey, right? Okay. And you can let her know. Uh, you were just interviewed by somebody who sucks at Call of Duty, so she has none of these games. Yeah, she was doing, yeah, she she was was doing way better than me. So, <laughs> Danny, <laughs> listen. She was playing and, and then, you know, she got killed and she was like, oh, dig it, dig it, dig it. <laughs> Dude, she did better than me. I was like actually impressed because I suck at Call of Duty. I don't know what it is about that game. So does my roommate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I only talk shit because he's right here. He's always talking shit. So. Yeah, I saw the shadow in the background. I was like, yeah. oh, we're, we're in that action movie mode. Yeah. <laughs> But listen, Danny, I don't want to keep you too long. No. Just uh, let us know where we can find you, where we can find your your next project, the, the yeah. movie and all that stuff. G give me all the info, man. Well, first, man, I see below you guys got to hear Instagram and Twitter at Danny Limelight. Um, TikTok at Danny Limelight. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Danny Limelight for all my merchandise. Cameo.com backslash Danny Limelight. Um, my films will be going to film festivals first, and once it's done with the film festival, it'll be uploaded to Amazon. I'll be pushing out links and getting, you know, doing more of these podcasts when it's ready for that kind of stuff, so we can push the movie. Um, but mostly focused on wrestling and the film stuff. So everybody, thank you so much for the love and support. Um, you guys, man, you know, Randy M, thank you so much for having me on your show. This was a great time. We definitely, definitely got to do it again. Mi gente. So next time, stay blessed. Thank you. Just hang on one moment while I take everybody out. Thank you guys so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Like I said, this was a treat to have Danny Limelight on the show. We've been trying to get him for a while. I've been pushing for it since, what, November, uh, Randy? I've been like, we got to get Danny Limelight. We got to get Danny <laughs> So finally it's happened, people. But thank you so much, guys, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, time. All right, that was Danny Limelight here on the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. M, it was an absolute pleasure having him. Dude, I actually learned a lot about him in this interview. Like, I always wondered why I couldn't find uh, the information on his trainers. And now I have an answer. It's pretty cool learning that. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny. I jokingly heard a podcast uh, – you know, check out the art of wrestling with Cole Cabana. He's a it's a it's a funny type of podcast, and he had Orange Cassidy on the show. And if you guys know Orange Cassidy, he just doesn't say much. So he said, "Well, what did you learn in your training?" He goes, uh, "My phone, gifs." <laughs> he goes, "All right." He goes, "I guess we're calling them gifs now, huh?" <laughs> but that's good, it. good talk. <laughs> good talk. No, but like for Danny, you know what I really enjoyed about that was he seemed like he was a very upbeat guy like you know 
is very happy with the, with what he's doing right now, and he's a perfect example of hard work paying off. And again, I really liked on um, how he was able to compare, uh, or not compare, but able to bring his military background of martial arts and put it into his. Uh, repertoire for professional wrestling. I think that was, that's a great story. Uh, I'm very favorable to the troops, so you know, I always, that's why I made sure I thanked him for his service. Listen, I thanked him for being a New Yorker. Not only is he a New Yorker, but I actually dressed up for him. Look, I have a Rocky Romero T-shirt on. I got my Puerto Rico hat on. So I dressed <laughs> up for you, Danny. <laughs> Listen, we didn't have Puerto Rican Day Parade, or we didn't have Puerto Rican Day uh, Festival here in, in New York. I had to make it special somehow. You can follow Danny on social media, on Instagram and Twitter, at Danny Limelight. Check out his Pro Wrestling Tees store. We're going to check it out. We're going to yeah. order some shorts. Uh, shirts and sure, let's have, I want shorts. You want shorts? We'll get shirts. We'll get it all. Follow Danny. Uh, you know, and again, we thank him very much. Very special thanks to Andrew Fumi. You are the uh, man. Andrew, thank you for making us look as good as you do. We can't do it without you. Do it without you. Sound as well as we do because I know I don't sound as good in real life. Uh, well, I no comment. Uh, for the, <laughs> follow the cut on uh, Instagram, the Cut PW Podcast. We're on Twitter, Cut Wrestling BSP. Same thing with Facebook, and of course, we are all over where every podcast you can find is. We are on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Everywhere, SoundCloud, everywhere. everywhere, pretty much everywhere. Check us out. Give us a follow. Give us a five-star review if you like what we're doing. Give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing, especially on YouTube. We appreciate the support, so we say thank you. We can't do it without you guys. And, M, you know what? I think yes. that's it. I think that's it. I think that's it, man. It's late on, a, what is it, Tuesday night? I don't even know what day it is. I've been up since 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. It's 11.36 at night. Who knows? So let's wrap this up. Guys, thank you so much, whether it's day or night. Thank you for being here with us, listening to us ramble on about an interview we just did. We'll see you next time here on The Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast.